I'm not a lumberjack or a fur trader. I don't live in an igloo or eat blubber or own a dog sled. And I don't know Jimmy, Sally, or Susie from Canada, although I'm sure they're very, very nice. I have a prime minister, not a president. I speak English and French, a little bit, not American. And I pronounce it about, not a boot. I can proudly sew my country's flag on a backpack. I believe in peacekeeping, not policing, diversity, not assimilation, and that the beaver is a truly proud and noble animal. A toque is a hat, a Chesterfield is a couch, and it is pronounced Zed, not Z, Zed. Canada is the second largest landmass, the first nation of hockey, and the second best part of North America next to the Disney parks. My name is Tyler, and I'm Canadian. And welcome to episode 16 of the Blue Sky Lounge. Now the Blue Sky Lounge is a community where people can come and share their Blue Sky ideas for Disney. Whether it be a new idea for an attraction, a restaurant, or even a washroom concept. We want to hear it and discuss it. Now you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. And if this is your first time listening or watching us on YouTube, welcome. Go back and visit our past episodes. We'd love to hear from you and hear your comments for future show ideas. Now episode 16 is the start of a series going through the World Showcase pavilions and overhauling all the ones that are currently there and Blue Sky thinking possible countries that could go in the empty spaces around World Showcase. That's right, there's still room there. Now our first pavilion for the topic is going to be the Canada Pavilion, as you can tell. Now this week on our show we have Chris Pratt. Nope, not that one, a different one, who will be joining us and discussing the Canadian Pavilion, as he is also Canadian, like myself. We'll be discussing what we would like to see come to the Canadian Pavilion if there were no restrictions at all, whether it be money, funding, or anything like that. Please welcome Chris to the show. All right, folks, well, here on the Blue Sky Lounge, we have Chris from the Holy Moly with us. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Good, how are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, Chris, can you tell us about the Holy Moly and kind of what you do with your YouTube channel? Well, the YouTube channel started, it actually kind of started as a Disney channel. Um, my first videos are not Disney, but I've been inspired by a lot of great Disney vloggers. That's the start of, sort of wa even watching YouTube. Yeah. So Kim and Jen, we started watching their videos probably in 2012. Yeah. Um, World of Micah, that's another one. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I've done videos with, and Micah's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, there's there's a lot. Um, Jackie from Super, Super Enthused, who mm -hmm. I've got to hang out with one, one time. Timing's never worked out any, any other time. Mm -hmm. Another positive Disney vlogger. Mm -hmm. And so... That is sort of how my channel started, like because we went to Disney so often. Yeah. Um, probably we've averaged twice a year uh, nice. until this past year. Yeah. Uh, probably since about 2013. And again, like I started when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, but since then, I think the, the channel has sort of um, developed in a bunch of different ways. So other trips, more travel and yeah. cooking and daily vlogging, not quite daily vlogging or. Mm -hmm. A little sporadic, but I try to have something out at least once a week. Um, a lot of cooking. Now I got a drone, so I'm got some drone footage. I just was out flying oh. around the uh, Okotoks uh, erratic uh, this afternoon nice. with my daughter, so that was fun. It was a nice way to stop 
something about the news. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's sort of a daily vlog, uh, travel, cooking, um, keto. It's yeah. sort of a whole bunch of things. Excellent. Very cool. Um, I know I've, I've seen quite a few of your videos and I've, I've always been a big fan. So uh, I will definitely put a link in our description below and uh, hopefully uh, we'll bring some traffic to your page. Thank you. Yeah. So let's just dive right into this. Uh, this week's episode is uh, start of our Epcot World Showcase series where we're going around pavilion to pavilion, uh, starting with the Canada Pavilion and just doing a reimagining of it, essentially. If money weren't an option, uh, if we're just blue sky thinking, whatever you would want to put in the Canada Pavilion, I figured, you know, I'm gonna try and get uh, a person from that country for every pavilion that's around the World Showcase. So right. I thought, what better to get another Canadian? So uh, sure. I asked you. Um, so knowing that you're a big Disney fan, that you do go to Disney quite a bit, um, what, First of all, what is it about the Canadian Pavilion that you like to experience when you go there? Well, I do, I do enjoy, definitely do enjoy the Canadian Pavilion. My favorite part of it is the little um, walkway down by the waterfall and the canyon. Yeah. Um, and if you've been in that, that back area yeah. uh, where the waterfall is. And I know it doesn't say this, but to me, that is just fantastic. You've ever gone to the Johnson Canyon hike in Banff? Okay. Um, it is like almost exactly like that. Really? Um, okay. So to me, every time I'm there, I'm like, I feel like that is a little bit of representation of Alberta. Okay. Now I don't have any anything that says that that's what it is, but if I've done both the Johnson Canyon hike and I've been to that area yeah. many, many times. Yeah. And um, that's my favorite little spot there. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I just, I, I like it. It's out, of, out away from everything. The, yeah. the water and the mist always keep it a little bit cool back there. And it's yeah. shady. Yeah. So on a hot, hot day, that's yeah. a nice little sanctuary. And it's not busy. Yeah. So it's a nice, quiet place to sort of just hang out, be near Absolutely. water. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely with that little, there's like a little kind of open area before you reach the stairs to go up to the shops and stuff. There's a little yeah. kind of open, open space against the rocks that you can just kind of lean against, listen to the waterfall, you know, have that little rest, that little siesta for the afternoon, the 10 minutes yeah. that you need. I definitely understand that for sure. I, I love that area. Um, like I said, I worked at Le Cellier, so I know that pavilion very, very well. Um, and I, I always loved working at La Salle and, and going out and interacting with the guests outside and hearing the waterfall in the background and seeing the the gardens that were in front of the restaurant and stuff. It was always always a fun fun uh, time to go outside and and uh, interact with the guests out there and have that experience. So for sure, awesome. Um, now, if you were to change anything about the pavilion, what would you want to see happen? Um, I can think of a few things. Okay. Um, number one, starting in La Cellier. Okay. I would go hardcore on actually making things as Canadian, like real Canadian. So okay. if a butter tart was on the menu, mm -hmm. not just 
Disney-fied, Americanized version or yeah. inspired by Buttercart yeah. because I've had it. It's not Buttercart. Yeah. I know there's like 5,000 variations of Buttercarts all yeah. across Canada. Yeah. That one was not one of them. So yeah. there, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, if I order a Caesar, yeah. it should have vodka. Yeah. And it should not have rye or yeah. whatever it is that they put in. So yeah. you have to ask them. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that. I think I think there should be more an emphasis on bringing an experience that is similar to what it would be like if you were in that country. And that, that's Absolutely. across the board, but specifically with Canada. Mm-hmm. You can get the, the Canadian uh, filet. Mm-hmm. That's the only Canadian beef on that whole, that whole menu. As far okay. as I, last time I was there anyways. So I, I was working there when it went to the signature dining. And prior to that, um, we were actually told that all the beef came from Australia. Okay. But once it went signature, they wanted to try and make it as authentic as possible. So they got uh, Alberta beef. For, again, this was, you know, 10 years ago when it went signature. Um, but at the time, they went and sourced all of their beef and brought it from Alberta. So it was actually true Canadian beef that they were serving. Um and yes, that that fillet is always going to be a Canadian fillet. I can guarantee you that. But as for the other ones, like I said, this is ten, 10 years later from when I was working. Um, but when I was there, we had a Kansas City, um, a Kansas City uh, ribeye and things like that. And um, those were actual Canadian pieces of beef. So that's that's always a good thing to know. Um, but like I said, like, I don't know if it's changed since then. I would hope that since it's still a signature restaurant that they kept it the same. But... I was there um, in November, yeah. October, November last year. Yeah. November, not 2019, sorry. Yeah. It was back a little while, but 2019. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it was actually a night I was supposed to have dinner. We were supposed to have dinner with Tim and Jen. Okay. Jen was not feeling well. She was like very heavily yeah and uh, so they couldn't make it yeah but I, I did a video about it and yeah so i, I did highlight that in the videos and like, yeah the one thing now there was a uh, muscles from dei so that, yeah. that was cool but that was sort of it it's like yeah. we really were looking at the menu and we're the whole video was how canadian is this mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. yeah like it you know if i was to give it like out of five maple leaves i think it would only be like two yeah, for sure. Yeah. I am totally with you with the restaurant. Definitely need an overhaul on their on their cuisine. The delicious. I have oh. no problems with any of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like debatable whether it's really signature or not. I mean, I remember as well when it was a one credit for the dining mm-hmm. plan. Um, and I thought that was great, but it was next to impossible to get in. Mm-hmm. Now, for a two-credit meal, Probably one of the easier ones to, to actually make a reservation. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of things on that menu that definitely could signify the, the country more. Like I know um, their their poutine that they make, um, you know, fries, cheese curds, yes, but their gravy that they make is actually like a red wine reduction. That's yeah, not it's poutine. Not, it's not poutine gravy. You gotta have that beef gravy, man. It's just that's, yeah, that's brown gravy. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's and, not the whole. I mean, I like fancy poutine and I like classic poutine. Yeah, I think I I would personally think as as 
someone who travels who enjoys travel or people who go to Epcot yeah. to sort of get that experience without actually going anywhere yeah. that I think they should emphasize the actual a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the Canadian palate, I mean, it, it is different because there's mm -hmm. all kinds of foods that are like the same name, but they're actually different between yeah. Canada and the U.S. So there is some differences in our palate, but I don't know. No, maybe Disney's right. Maybe the Americans wouldn't like it. I'm, I'm not sure. I I think, I think yeah. definitely like with the poutine with the red wine reduction. I think that's just kind of being a little bit more fancy, more mm -hmm. signature. Um, yeah. But you know, when you when you think of a signature restaurant, you don't think of fries, cheese, and gravy. You think of fries, cheese, and some type of production. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I do, I do like the idea of having a menu overhaul there for sure. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when you go to La Cellier, um, the, the restaurant, all this, all the servers areas are divided into different sections and, and each server has about four tables, but each of those sections is named after a province or a or a territory oh. in Canada so um, like when I was working there we would go down we we would memorize where what each section was and we'd go and we'd have to say like oh yeah you know you're you're gonna be sitting in our Alberta province tonight and and Alberta is home to the Calgary Stampede which was founded in 1912 and you just kind of give a fact about mm. that province kind right. of thing and like Manitoba is the polar bear capital of the world kind of thing yeah. things like that I'm just, I'm just trying to remember if i've ever got that little spiel yeah uh, that little bit of thing and i don't think i have yeah to be honest. it's you know i know the first time i went there well no no the first time i went there was like in 1992 but the last the first time i took my daughter there was in 2013 mm -hmm. and then I hadn't been back again until the last or yeah so uh, yeah, 2013 is too far away to remember. And yeah, don't they did yeah. it when I was there last. Yeah, so it's it's just like one of those fun little facts. It would be nice if, excuse me, if they um, for each section instead, like I totally understand that Le Cellier in French means the cellar, and so it's supposed to be this giant wine cellar um, that you're supposed to be sitting in. But it would be nice if it would be make it a bit more kitschy. But if each section was themed to that province yeah. so maybe if they have like i know when you when you walk into the restaurant you're facing in towards the the dining room on the right hand side there's all this stained glass along the wall and along the back wall it'd be really nice even there if they just make like stained glass pictures of different provinces and like yeah. different landscape right, pictures yeah. i think that would be a lot of fun yeah. um so then you don't necessarily have to theme every section to the provinces, but you have that representation, that 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 landscape picture of what that province might look like. And sure, Saskatchewan's gonna have a lot of prairie and a lot of yeah. you know rolling wheat and that but picture yeah, is not gonna look that fun. Green elevators. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. I mean I know an artist who he that's what one of his famous things he does is he yeah. it's like the elevators in Saskatchewan and yeah. it, it has its own beauty. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. So, sort of a minimalist kind of thing but it, yeah. it is it is it has its own beauty yeah sure and 
one other interesting fact that I don't know if you know this, um, when you walk into La Salle and you're at the little check-in table, there's a big um, wine cellar behind it, behind a big gate that actually used to be an elevator shaft that would go up to the, the area above it. And apparently there was going to be, um, or I was told that that elevator was actually going to be working and it was going to be a two-story two restaurant. So you could oh. uh, sit either up or down. Um, so there is that big giant space in the chateau up above that, you know, right. at one point did have stores in it and things like that. But I think it would be really nice if there could be another type of food option up there, maybe a quick service or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I have posted this question yeah. out to a lot of people on Facebook and a lot of people wrote back that they would love to see like a sports bar put up there. Yeah, have hockey and right. Canadian sports playing for yeah. sure. Blue Jays games and right. uh, Raptors. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be kind of cool. But yeah. I like the idea of a quick service too. Where you know, there's so many things you could do. It could be even like an attraction in, in itself. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm sure there's not enough for, for a ride. But some kind of a walkthrough attraction, museum, like yeah. yeah. or something with animatronics or mm -hmm. a way to tell the history of Canada. Talking yeah. about so many. Yeah, I think things. A, 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 like an exhibit would be a good word for that. I think an exhibit yeah. would be a great idea. You could yeah. have. Um, you could have a whole bunch of different, you know, Canadian artists showcase there and showcase, you know all the beauty that we have to offer in this country and yeah. showcase all of these different artists and like you know you have tons of first nations artwork in there and things like that yeah. um Absolutely. and like yeah the, the, they have like first nations representation with the totem poles outside but in true actuality there's only one real totem pole in canada the rest are all man-made by disney they're all they're all you know fake um, so it's unfortunate that yeah it's unfortunate that there's only that one true representation it'd be nice to see you know more representation of the first nations because there is such a heritage of them here in canada so my my understanding of canada's involvement in the funding or sponsorship of, mm -hmm. of canadian pavilion and epcot was that they pulled out of of actually taking place like sponsoring it, um, on like say like Morocco that is sponsored mm -hmm. by the Kingdom of Morocco. Yeah. Because which is like this is ironic, because they didn't want it to be stereotype attraction of Canadian things. Yeah. So they pulled out, which yeah. in turn kind of made it a stereotype, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> of Canadian things, right? Yeah. So I just found that to be a bit of an interesting is that it just sort of ironically became what we didn't want it to be yeah as not as Canadian yeah. participating in or sponsoring it because then we yeah. would have had a say yeah so um, first nation representation right or more east coast representation yes really, um you know you get a little bit of the west coast and in, in the the Haida, Haida art and the totem poles mm -hmm. um you've got some Eastern Canada with, like, as you're walking up past the, the chateau on, yeah. on your, your right, as one part is Ontario and the other part is Quebec, so like yeah. Upper Canada, Lower Canada are kind of represented in there. Yeah. 
but after that, okay, so that mountainy kind of area that I like sort of might be Alberta mountainish, but not could really. be, yeah. We've got Bouchard Gardens there, of course, yeah. on Vancouver Island, so we're getting yeah. more west coast, but not a lot. Like, there's nothing I can say, like, unless you know what. If you grew up in Ontario and you saw yeah. these old buildings your whole life made of stone, yeah, you would never know. Like, oh, that's what old yeah. Canadian buildings are. Yeah, that's old Canadian on Ontario. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, there's there's nothing. Berries, yeah, there's nothing not, of yeah the Maritimes, especially like not, yeah. there's not any tr really true representation of you know PEI or Nova Scotia or New Brunswick or anything like that. So it would definitely be really nice to bring in that that aspect and have the true representation of those maritime provinces. And, you know, maybe, maybe you could add like a, another attraction or something that's like a fishing type attraction where you sure. go out and do some fishing or something like that. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. industry out on the East coast. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I've been to every Canadian province, so I can say, I know, those places aren't represented because I've been there. Yeah, I know right? it actually isn't there. Yeah, <laughs> or if it is, it's so subtle it went yeah. over my head. And even like a religion. Even, yeah, even with the yeah Circle Vision movie, there's nothing really like they. It's like oh yeah, and there's those eastern provinces as well, and the, yeah. even like the the territories aren't really represented either. So no. it would be it would be nice to have you know an area that is represented re represented with. The maritimes and the territories for sure yeah so. yeah yeah awesome. um one idea that somebody mentioned was to put a tim hortons on the top part of the <laughs> chateau <laughs> yeah like, okay, I, I, I get that <laughs> it would make every canadian happy that goes there for sure <laughs> yeah. get their yeah, timmy's it's fix it's, and <laughs> but still only two and a quarter for a double double i think that would make right? a lot of people happy, but it probably would end up not being as cheap so yeah. <laughs> real reason they love it is because it only costs two bucks to get Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. That's the number one reason we love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> is Starbucks uh, better? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's way cheaper. Yeah. Um, excellent. Awesome. Um, what about like the, the film itself? Would Is there anything that you would want to see um, changed about it. Like we did mention, like the territories and the and the the maritime provinces not represented. But is there anything else that you would want to change? change they did changing. just change it. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it, and I know they were giving the Circle Vision uh, a high tech makeover, so yeah. it's going to be one continuous screen. Yeah. That's cool. And if they've changed the film, I can't talk about that. But yeah. the old film, I kind of loved it. But they did sort of jump around a lot. It was sort of mm -hmm. like, hey, we're, oh, you're in um, Calgary, you're in the Calgary Stampede, yeehaw, all that stuff. And then yeah. it was like, now we're in, I forget where they went next, but I think it was like, like Toronto, Toronto or, or something. Yeah. yeah. They like, skipped boom, completely like, over two provinces. It's like 3,000 miles and we'll just make it like, <laughs> yeah. just like that. So yeah. there's, there's some, I mean, and again, someone's artistic vision was like flying over the prairies maybe didn't really do it for them yeah but they didn't have to do that you can go yeah. northern saskatchewan and look at all the canada shield and those lakes and the forests and yeah there's there is incredible beauty in every aspect every part of this country yeah and um it depends on the eyes you use how you want to see it that way but i think 
that is definitely a failure of that film mm -hmm. for me. For sure. Really should. I mean, I know it's only six minutes long or whatever yeah. it is, but okay, crank it up to eight minutes and then let's just add in everything. Right. Problem. Yeah. And territories. And yeah. Everything. Let's do yeah. it all from the from the North Pole to Hudson Bay to yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that you would like to uh, do for the pavilion? Well, I think there's a treat that they should have that w people will go crazy for. Okay. First thing, and that would be maple pie. Okay. Have you ever had hot maple syrup poured out on the snow? Yeah. And then, so I grew up in Ontario, and my, my uncle, he made maple syrup. It was one of the things that he had a dairy farm, he had honeybees, and he made maple syrup. Mm -hmm. and I, I think it was like this most Canadian of memories. Doesn't get any better than this. That I'm actually in my my uncle's sugar shack, helping him boil the sap. I, I helped him get buckets of, of syrup, just look like water, right? Yeah. Pour it into this big tank. You boil it and boil it and boil it and boil it. And then once it's all done, you take some hot maple syrup and you pour it on the snow. You yeah. Get like a little little uh, little stick. They can't. I think we just used a stick. Like, yeah. Honestly, I don't think yeah. my uncle had any like <laughs> sticks around. Yeah. And we would just roll it up because it gets all caramely and and then just and you could do that. You could have like these little freezer beds and you have yeah. like, fresh ice in there and and you could do that. I yeah. think Disney would charge like ten bucks each and they right they make a million dollars. Yeah. Like, that's that's brilliant. I love that idea. Like they get it, think of like like a marble slab cold stone creamery where you just have like that cold marble stone. You just pour out maple syrup. That's perfect. Like yes. it's, it's so just, easy. It's simple. It's right? easy and it's cheap. It's, it's cheap to do. Yeah. But the profit on it would be insane. Yeah. And, and uh, it's an experience. Yeah. Like if this is like as like quintessential Canadian experiences, there, yeah. there is. Yeah. Would be having that and. In fact, most Canadians probably even have, have not even had that experience like, yeah. like I have. Yeah. But I, it's a, one of my little Canadian gem little memories. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I think that is so brilliant. I love that idea so much. Um, yeah, I remember like going there when I was younger. They used to have like the beaver tail stand and you could get beaver tails. Um, again, like one of those other quintessential Canadian treats, but I definitely, I love this idea of the, the maple toffee. I think it, it, what better way to represent, you know, that perfect Canadian treat. Um, yes, it's going to be very sugary and it's going to, you know, <laughs> you can't help that, but right. But you can't beat that, that Canadian maple syrup either. It's, you know, mm -hmm. some of the best maple syrup in the world for sure. So, awesome. Um, I, I think that's, that's so smart. So, so, so smart. <laughs> um, perfect. All right, um, Chris, I think that pretty much uh, kind of fills up our time. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, fun. and I really hope that uh, you'll be able to come back on again and join us for another episode. Sure, Excellent. no problem. Perfect, thank you so much. <laughs> now thanks again, Chris, for coming on to the show. And now it's time to hear from you, the listeners. Now we've had a lot of feedback about this topic, which is awesome. I love getting all this feedback. So let's just dive right in. Ashley suggested taking the chateau, this upper part of the chateau above Le Cellier restaurant, 
and turning that into either some stores or possibly a different type of quick service restaurant. There were actually a lot of people that thought of making this area into a quick service restaurant. Ashley thought that perhaps making it into some type of sports bar, maybe a hockey theme type bar, would be a lot of fun as our nation is very into hockey. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think especially with how tied into our culture hockey is, that hockey and this idea, or hockey and this pavilion I should say, go hand in hand. I think it's very easy to make a hockey themed sports bar or quick service restaurant. Uh, for instance, for a main focal point feature, you could have the replica of a scoreboard jumbotron from any one of the NHL arenas that are here in Canada replicated and have it be over top of the bar itself with big screens in it and you could be playing different types of hockey games or sports games. Um, you could also, for instance, show lacrosse. Lacrosse, for those of you that don't know, is actually Canada's national sport, uh, not hockey. So you could go both ways and have hockey and lacrosse. Um, one really cool concept that I saw was to make a bar, the top of the bar, out of hockey sticks. You can line up all these different hockey sticks and make the bar top out of it. You could make tables that look like hockey pucks. You could put up all types of sports memorabilia, hockey memorabilia, all around the restaurant, different jerseys, different pictures of winning teams. You could sell the cheddar cheese soup from La Cellier in this restaurant. You could do pretzel bread. Um, I think actually selling the cheddar cheese soup and the pretzel bread from there is one of the smartest ideas because it is such a big seller in Le Cellier restaurant. Usually when I was working in Le Cellier, I would say 80 to 90% of the tables always got cheddar cheese soup just because it's that good. Um, almost every year for any type of festival, cheddar cheese soup is usually on the menu um, for any of the festival kiosks that pop up. So I think that having that option would be a no-brainer for Disney. You would make so much money. Another Canadian staple food is poutine. And I think that if you made a quick service restaurant in the, um, in the chateau or a sports bar in the chateau and sold poutine there, A, it's really cheap for Disney to make and B, they could make bank on it because they could just increase the price on it. It's such a simple concept, and I think Disney should totally hop on board with this and have a little poutine kiosk in Canada. Um, even if they don't turn it into a restaurant and they turn it into another shop, um, you could have uh, different kiosks around the pavilion, maybe. One, or maybe one kiosk that sells beaver tails and poutine, or who knows what actually again suggested having some sitting space up there that you can actually view the waterfall and kind of take in that atmosphere and enjoy it. Um, I think that's a great idea Ashley. I, I know there's tons of people that go up there just for that kind of nice little secluded area. There's a great photo opportunity of the waterfall. You could have nice kind of garden tables out there sit down, enjoy your coffee. Now Michelle mentioned that she would like to have a character meet and greet in Canada. 
I think that this is absolutely doable. I remember going to Epcot when I was younger, right around the time that Brother Bear came out, and um, Koda and Kenai were both out there in Canada. Now, Donna suggested doing some type of ride in Canada. Now, Canada does have the Canada Circle Vision show in the pavilion, but it would be nice to have a ride. I completely agree. Norway has a ride. Mexico has a ride. Why can't Canada? Um, I think a very fun concept could be maybe a dog sled. Trevor suggested that maybe for an attraction you could have one inspired by the old Selkirk steam engines from the Canadian Pacific Railway. Trevor, I think this is a great idea. Maybe you could take that concept that I was having about the the Omnimovers omnim and maybe make it into a little train ride where you have, you know, a replica Selkirk steam engine pulling all of the all of the passengers along showcasing different areas of Canada because the Canadian Pacific Railway was the first railway to go from the East Coast to the West Coast. Um, so I think that's a perfect fit for showcasing the different parts of Canada. Um, you know, you could take out the Canadian Circle Vision show and start the attraction there and just kind of go around. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. One thing that Sabrina suggested was a make-your-own-inukshuk activity area. Now, for those of you that don't know, this is an inukshuk. It's just a stack of rocks to look like a person. Some of you might remember seeing them for the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympic Games. Uh, the inukshuk was very popular then. Sabrina, I think this is a cool idea as well. Why not um, have a make-your-own-inukshuk? Or maybe instead of, you know, drawing in... I don't know if it's still Duffy, but instead of coloring in a Duffy, maybe in Canada you can color in an Inukshuk and make it a, your own special one. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, one thing also that Sabrina suggested, and a couple other people, was to build some type of skating rink in Canada. We're a winter nation. We have winter six to nine months of the year. I live in Calgary, Alberta, and I've seen it snow in July and August. No lie. I've seen it snow in July and August. So why not have an ice skating rink where people could go and and skate around and have fun? Now, I totally get it can be a liability issue, but you know, we're blue sky thinking here. Maybe it's not an ice skating rink. Maybe it's a roller skating rink that is simulating ice skating. Who knows? But I think this would be a great idea. And maybe if they can somehow push back the um, gardens that are just outside of La Cellier, maybe they can make a bigger water feature and somehow freeze that water feature during the winter. Or, or if they can somehow put a fake ice surface on top of it, maybe you can go skating then. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. And since we're going on the ice skating route and hockey, maybe you have your quick service area down by the skating rink shaped like a Zamboni. But instead of having an actual Zamboni and have it be a facade of an actual uh, building that could be a quick service restaurant. I think that would be really cool. Another person, Paul, who you might remember from our Marvel Hotel episode, suggested having a hotel in every pavilion that's like a 
boutique hotel. Maybe there's five to ten rooms in every pavilion that you can stay at for a short-term stay, much like um, the Star Cruiser, Star Wars Star Cruiser hotel that's being built just outside of Hollywood Studios. So you could stay at each of these boutique hotels, maybe two or three nights. Now the great thing about this is that he thought it would be a lot of fun to have the check-in right by the Boardwalk Hotel. But instead of staying at the Boardwalk, maybe you go under a tunnel and walk to your hotel, or maybe you get on a bus and the bus takes you backstage of Epcot and you drive to the Canadian Pavilion and you get into your room at the Canadian Pavilion. I think that would be a lot of fun. And that's a wrap for this week's show. Good day. All of those all of those ideas were great, eh? Now join us next week for our Disney cocktails episode. We're going to be discussing all different types of Disney cocktails, whether they are virgin or not virgin cocktails. That's all right. But we'll be discussing a whole bunch of different Disney-inspired drinks that you can have. Join us next week for our Disney drinks episode. We're having a whole episode devoted to drinks that are inspired by Disney whether it be inspired by the parks or inspired by the films. Doesn't matter. But it's going to be a lot of fun, so come thirsty. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear from you. Now, if you want to share your ideas or opinions on ideas and upcoming topics, head over to our Facebook community, like I mentioned before, or go to our new Reddit page. The links are going to be in the description down below. Alternatively, you can also email me at thebluskylounge at gmail.com. We are on most social media platforms by searching the Blue Sky Lounge, and don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. And if you do like the show, feel free to share it with your friends on social media. We'd love to hear from them as well, and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Now please note that the Blue Sky Lounge is not affiliated with Disney in any way. This is a fan-run show with fan ideas and artwork that is in no true representation of what may or may not happen with Disney in the future. Now, thank you so much for joining us this week here on the Blue Sky Lounge. And just remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of blue sky thinking you can do from your armchair. Thanks. Mm -hmm.